What's something that you learned in this past year that really made you excited? And that helps me to understand how that person thinks about continuous growth. And then what are they thinking about for the next part of their career? And I really like to kind of hear what makes people passionate because that also helps us with our matchmaking process. And then from there, I like to learn what they do in their spare time. Like I said, we like to play hard as well as work hard. And so understanding what kind of makes them passionate outside of work helps me to know kind of where I can align some of the things that we offer at Omega Minds, or perhaps what is motivating that individual. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We educate cleared professionals about opportunities with cleared employers. That means you have more knowledge to make an informed career decision. Joining me as always is Ashley in the control booth and my dear friend, Rachel. How are you doing, Rachel? Living the dream. And I am so excited that we are just going to be dropping or sprinkling or spreading more knowledge to our cleared community. <laughs> our guest today is Allison Flanagan, CEO of Omega Minds. Allison, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today. We are super excited that you are spending a little time with us. And we like, always like to start the conversation with kind of a, a look back to where you've come from. So we would love to hear just a little bit about your career journey that landed you now today as the CEO of Omega Mountains. Sure, sure. So I have a technical grad from Penn State, um, Information Sciences and Technology. I went off to do Fortune 100 consulting with IBM. So I had customers that were you know, Goldman Sachs, State Street, um, Cigna, Nestle, American Airlines. And I really helped them to get out of kind of legacy architectures and homegrown capabilities into more of an ERP-like system, helped them to kind of consolidate their back office and gain efficiencies. And that was a lot of fun, but I didn't find a true passion there. It didn't make me wake up to make sure that the chocolate was made and people got paid. Although it was a valiant effort, right, <laughs> and good things to do, um, it wasn't until I made a pivot over to Booz Allen Hamilton where um, I had the opportunity to get very close to the national security and defense mission space. And that is what drove a passion in me. So being able to wake up every day and know that things that I was contributing to helped to keep this nation safe and helped to keep our neighbors and our friends and family safe, um, that was something that made me wake up every day. Um, and I spent a decade and a half at Booz Allen, really helping them with one of their large programs over there. I was ultimately managing a portfolio of folks, so 300 folks that reported to me across that MPO mission space, which was exciting. From there, I made a pivot over to Microsoft, and I was leading their Azure engineering organization, specifically focused on bringing secure cloud to 5i allies, which was a lot of fun. I woke up with the UK, and I put Australia to bed, um, and I learned a lot about kind of that broader mission space that I had fallen in love with more from an allied nation perspective, right? So seeing kind of those mission threads pulled across from the US to UK to Australia and, and so forth um, was a lot of, of great exposure that I had an opportunity to kind of get involved in. 
Um, but it was around that time that uh, my husband, who's also my business partner, we started to see some success with the strategy that we had laid out with Omega Mines. Um, we went from having one um, subcontract to six. And so there was a critical decision point for us. Do we hire somebody on to execute this strategy that we felt passionate about? Or is it time for me to make the right move and come over and kind of drive that forward? And that's really what I did. So I've been here for over a year and it's my first time in a small business. And I can't tell you how refreshing it is to have um, the ability to make such an impact on our team's careers, on their personal lives from a benefits perspective. Um, that is something that is awesome. And to be back to the mission that I had fallen in love with the earlier part of my career was awesome. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I just love hearing the passion. So can you share a little bit more for our listeners about Omega Minds' focus as a company? And is there some special meaning to the name of the company? Oh, sure. Yeah. So Omega Minds has historically focused on full stack software engineering. And there's a lot of different definitions around kind of what is full stack software engineering. For us, it means that we focus on front end, right? So having an understanding of user experience, user interface development, understanding the frameworks that are involved like React, Angular, and Vue, JavaScript, and HTML, and all those kinds of languages, all the way back to the back end, right? So um, doing back end development, whether it's with databases, leveraging Java, or deeper level kind of programming languages. Um, from there, we have branched out into data science, really folding in machine learning into a lot of the capabilities that we're building to enhance the user experience. Additionally, we have been kind of making a natural extension from our software heritage into more of these cyber um, defensive and offensive areas, really leveraging software engineering to help shore up the defense of our cyber uh, and critical infrastructures, right? So, um, so that's our focus. Our name has a meaning behind it. And we've spent a lot of time kind of thinking about this because it represents our culture as well. The omega part is, you know, important because omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And to us, that means that we focus on outcomes for our customers' critical missions. And the minds piece is focused on having a continuous growth mindset. So whether that's adding new tools to your toolkit, picking up new programming languages, tinkering with hardware like Raspberry Pis in your spare time, or even just gaining a new perspective from a different mission space so that you could better understand how you can solve tough challenges for your customer and bring more innovative thinking to those challenges. And so that's that's kind of us in a nutshell from a culture perspective and how we like to think about um, kind of that growth and focus on outcomes. Pretty amazing. I love a good title story. It's always, always exciting to hear and one that's well thought out and well executed. So kind of listening to some of the different areas where you're really looking for talent, what are those clear jobs or kind of the skill sets that you're typically hiring for? So I mentioned we predominantly focus on kind of that full stack software engineering, but we've also been um, branching out into data science and some of that cyber offensive and defensive kind of area. So what that means is on our career site, um, we actually have 15 positions that are posted there. Um, behind those 15 positions, we have anywhere between four to 20 different openings across our contract portfolio that we have access to, which is really exciting. Um, so the positions on our website kind of give you a general um, set of skills that we're looking for. So for example, for somebody who's focused on front-end development, 
we're looking for familiarity with any one of the um, front-end development frameworks like React, Angular, or Vue. Um, sometimes customers have preferences, and so um, it will be one of those three that they kind of lean more heavily towards. Um, and then to complement that as a front-end developer, you're looking at JavaScript, HTML, um, CSS, those kinds of languages to really round out your experience um, and ability to execute in kind of a UI UX position. And then everything from kind of the back end side of things. So understanding different databases like MongoDB, um, SQL, NoSQL, you name it. Um, again, those kinds of um, tech stack decisions really come down to the program, um, the specific positions. And so we like to provide kind of a sampling of those skill sets that we're looking for. And then through our conversations with the candidate, we'll fit them into the best positions given their background and their career aspirations, um, and then the open positions at that time. We're also looking for folks who have that data science experience, right? So whether it's working with big data sets, understanding Hadoop and Accumulo and NiFi is really important, um, being able to do scripting in Python, leveraging Jupyter Notebooks um, and things of that nature are great skills to bring to the table for a data scientist, as well as understanding all of the data scientists kind of toolkits, if you will, whether it's uh, Panda or Pandas or um, you name it, right? We're looking for reverse engineers who understand how to pick apart a different application or a capability and understand how it works. So they usually have a background in kind of software engineering, but then also understand how to kind of take apart that software code and really understand how the functions work together. Um, and then system engineers. Um, we work with customers who have kind of evolving requirements on a day-to-day -day basis and helping those um, customers capture both the business need, but also then translate in, it into a technical requirement is really important. And that kind of communication skill set, understanding how to speak both um, business function as well as technology is really important. That translation kind of capability for our systems engineers is really important. And the majority of our positions require full scopes. And that's, that's um, just a byproduct of the nature of the mission that we support. I heard a rumor that a lot of your positions might be located in Maryland, in fact. So do you have a lot of contracts that are placing folks inside, outside of Maryland? Tell us a little about where these positions are located. Sure. So yes, yeah, so the majority of our positions are located here in Maryland. Um, we do have a couple of contracts that will take advantage of the full kind of cryptologic centers, which are located in Denver, um, out in even Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, um, in those kinds of locations. There are some that are also abroad. I will tell you, because we're a small business, we're predominantly focused on you know, creating that culture and cultivating that culture here in Maryland. It's a lot easier to have happy hours and our fun times activities, which we really enjoy doing when we're, we're in person. <laughs> um, and um, for us, we don't want to place somebody in Say we put them in Texas and for them to feel like they're really on an island and they don't have access to the broader kind of community here at Omega Mines. So while we do have some contracts that allow us to place folks across kind of Oconus and Conus locations, um, we focused really on kind of the Maryland location. However, we are in kind of the next couple of months 
up to a year, um, we will be looking at opportunities down south. Um, so we're starting to kind of make an investment in that direction, trying to line up different partnerships to help us with expanding down there. We would continue to kind of execute in our core functional areas, that full stack software engineering, data science kind of realm. And since you're here, kind of want to pick your brain for just a moment, if you don't mind us going into your Omega mind, if you will, but would love to hear some of your thoughts on just some of the remote opportunities in that highly classified space. That's a really great question. I will tell you, it, it has ebbed and flowed. I will say that COVID really set the bar for folks getting comfortable where they could in mission spaces that could allow for telework. But we have kind of seen that come back, right? Just like you're seeing with commercial um, entities calling all of their folks back and hoping that they come into spaces. Similarly, given the mission that we support, most of the telework opportunities are few and far in between. They are mostly in the area that we are supporting. So kind of that software engineering, system engineering kind of realm. But at the same point in time, it's usually about um, 20 to 30% max on that telework, right? And so um, folks can expect, you know, one to two days of telework if the position and the mission can accommodate that. Um, but that's kind of the trend. And then I will say that it's a really competitive market out there for those telework positions. So I often have candidates who will say, hey, if you can get me a telework position, I'll take this lower salary. But if you if you want me to come in and work on site, I'll take this higher salary. Right. So they'll kind of give a range. And I think that's a really interesting approach because it does um, allow those candidates to be more competitive in the market. Yeah, it is. I totally hear you. And it has been a very interesting journey on the podcast to really talk to different employers as to how they're handling this. But you brought up an earlier point about it's really hard to have a happy hour when most of the folks are, are in Maryland and someone's down in Texas. So what are some of the elements of play and fun that you have there at Omega Minds? Oh, that's, that is a great part of our culture. So we like to work hard, right? We're very focused on outcomes, but at the same point in time, you have to really enjoy life and the people that you work with. So it is important to have fun as well. We do monthly activities, um, kind of get togethers and they're either the first Monday or Wednesday of the month. So people can kind of plan their calendars around when we're getting together. Um, and then we do things from Baltimore all the way down to DC. So we've done things like mixology courses with alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages and food pairings, right? And everybody kind of learns how to mix different kind of, you know, ingredients. And then how does that go with the meal? Um, we have done, um, you know, Autobahn car racing. We have done games nights, which are my favorite. Um, I really enjoy getting everyone together and doing kind of you know, these game board nights where people can bring their own games that they really love. And it, it tends to bring people out of kind of their, you know, every day, and they get really comfortable kind of just being a person and getting to know other people around the table and sharing great food and great beverages. And um, that's probably my favorite event, because I usually leave my face hurts, stomach hurts from laughing so hard. Um, and it's a really great way for everyone to just connect at a different level. It's so much fun until you pull out Monopoly, right? <laughs> then you pull out Monopoly and all bets are off. Who's going to be the dog? Who's going to be the shoe? It just gets crazy out there. And but who's getting boardwalk? <laughs> right. right. It, it is at least gets real heavy over here in, in my neck of the woods. But 
talking about competition, you know, whether it be a game night or trying to be in the competition for talent, kind of as a smaller contractor, how are you out there competing for this poly talent? What are some of the strategies that you're employing to get them there? Is it the Audubon racing? (laughs) Probably the Audubon as our top list. Now, um, for us, I think it's really important because um, we're currently in a candidate's market, right? And so you really have to focus on how do you optimize um, your package for those candidates? And so for us, um, we're optimizing things around the candidate's specific interests and highlighting those to them that kind of, you know, speak to some of their motivations. And so whether that's hey, we've got this culture that's focused on impact and continuous growth, um, or it's our benefits and total compensation, um, or it's, hey, we're a small business and we're very agile and we are also driving innovative things because we don't come with all of this prior investment sunk cost where we can't, you know, take a, a chance on something new. And so, you know, in one of those facets, it's going to speak to, our candidate, right? Um, We just have to identify and really listen for what they're interested in and where is their current employer not hitting the mark or where are they looking to make a change that's motivating them and finding something in our benefits package that really speaks to that. And I think it starts with listening and then it goes towards aligning to the right things that motivates that individual. Hey, podcast listeners, we'll be back to the show in just a minute. But first, let me invite you to some of our upcoming clear job fairs. Coming up first on April 13th, we have an all clearances job fair in Falls Church, Virginia. For those of you with a CIRFS polygraph, join us in Hanover, Maryland on May the 4th. And finally, if you'd prefer to join us virtually, our next virtual all clearances clear job fair will be on May 18th. Those are just our next three upcoming events. We have job fairs year round. So whenever you're in job search mode, visit clearjobs.net to find more information about the event that's right for you. Back over to Kathleen. So in our earlier conversation, you were talking a lot about the interviewing process and you had some very interesting things to say about your interviewing process. So let's start with your hiring process. How does someone get in the front door at Omega Minds? I will say that Omega Minds, um, I kind of talked about this earlier, um, but we really focus on matchmaking. Um, and that probably sounds funny in like the career, career world, but um, for us, it's all about listening to where are the candidates coming from? What are their skills? How do we best align the opportunities that we have to those career aspirations? And then from there, moving forward into kind of our technical alignment, I typically act as the front door. I'm matching somebody based on Does our culture fit with the way that they like to operate um, and things of that nature, right? Um, And then if they're a great fit and they feel like they're a great fit, we move them into our tech fit process, right? And the tech fit has kind of three objectives. The first thing is tell me more about that technical background and where do you want to take yourself, right, in this next chapter? And the next piece is how do we align that to actual positions that we have open? So our technical fit team Um, they actually look at current openings that we have and they've gone through kind of a pre-filtering based on the candidate's resume. And then they'll continue to filter that based on the conversation with the candidate in real time and share at least three to five openings that we have access to um, that align with that individual's aspirations, right? Um, And then from there, if it's a great fit, we provide them with a verbal contingent offer and move forward. Um, It's a very streamlined process. So we have kind of those two touch points. And it's really so that the candidate can get to know our leadership team as well as we get to know the candidate. 
Um, and then we do that matchmaking, which I think helps that candidate really find the right fit for where they're trying to go in the next chapter of their career. And that's so important because most job seekers I find don't look at the next step. They just look at the next step up in their salary or the next step up in their title rather than what is the next step? What do they want to accomplish? What do they want to learn? But I'm so happy to hear that you do that matchmaking. So I understand you have some go-to interview questions that you have for cleared candidates. Do you want to share those with us? Of course, yeah. So we like to, I like to talk about three things, right? As as I'm kind of acting as that front door, I'm really looking for a cultural fit, um, as well as kind of how that individual handles things. So the first question is, what's something that you learned in this past year that really made you excited? And that helps me to understand how that person thinks about continuous growth. And then what are they thinking about for the next part of their career? And I really like to kind of hear what makes people passionate because that also helps us with our matchmaking process. And then from there, I like to learn what they do in their spare time. Like I said, we like to play hard as well as work hard. And so understanding what kind of makes them passionate outside of work helps me to know kind of where I can align some of the things that we offer at Omega Minds or perhaps what is motivating that individual to look for, say, partial telework opportunities. Um, and then the last piece is um, I typically ask how they handle conflict because for us, um, you know, we work in a dynamic environment. There's not a lot of conflict, but I think having a good head on your shoulders and understanding how to navigate um, tricky scenarios is a really great thing and it pays forward into so many other scenarios. So part of matchmaking really is kind of understanding exactly what you just mentioned, understanding their needs, their motivations, their whys, and looking for that job. So I heard from a little birdie that you do something that might be a first for me, and I'm really excited to dig into a little bit more. You kind of serve as the maitre d', if you will, and offer kind of a menu of jobs. Kind of walk us through how that looks, and are candidates surprised by this offering? How does that work? I'm, I'm so excited to learn more. Oh, yeah. So we actually just went through this experience with one of our, um, our contingent hires. You know, this candidate walked through the process. They initially, you know, expressed a lot of interest in UI UX. And so we went and in our technical fit, um, presented them with three to five different openings And they wanted to talk to all of the openings. They actually ended up interviewing with six different program teams. And then they narrowed it down to their top priority. And the top priority also was interested in them starting. So it was a wonderful match for us, right? Um, And so that was really exciting. And I think it also demonstrates that for us at Omega Minds, our strategy is centered around having career mobility for our folks um, because that ties to that growth mindset, gaining new perspectives, picking up new tools, um, et cetera. If you can't navigate Omega Minds and not have a career here, then we're not doing the right things, right? So for us, having kind of multiple contracts with all of the same kinds of positions, maybe different technical stacks, different um, tools that they're using, et cetera, gives you that opportunity to have career mobility and continuous growth, right? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love it. I just want to carry the banner of Omega Minds everywhere. (laughs) So any other job search tips you can share with our listeners? You know, it is a candidate's world. um, But at the same point in time, when you're closing that door, leave that window open, right? So make sure you circle with the, um, the 
uh, potential employer and thank them for their time um, and say, hey, if something comes up, I'd love to reconnect with you, right? That just keeps that window open. And I think that's really important. Great advice. And I know you've really dug out some great advice here and given people a lot to think about here. So they're probably just maybe want to get a hold of you. So how can they reach you and Omega Mons? Good question. So there are two ways that you can connect with us. Um, we do have our Omega Minds website um, that has kind of our 15 positions on our careers page, right? Um, and again, those are kind of the general positions that give you a good understanding of the types of skills and technologies that you'd be working with. Um, but those positions represent anywhere between four to 20 other positions sitting behind those across our portfolio of contracts, right? And so you can apply to one of those positions and that starts the full two-stage process for us, right? Um, the other way is you can just email us directly with your resume um, at hello at omegaminds.com. And that's also on our website. Um, and you can just connect with us there and that will start the process. That mute button is always a really tricky one when you talk about the brightest and the best. They can find the mute button. That should be part of the interview process. I think we all have to be humbled by that mute button once a day. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, keep you humble. Find the mute button. But this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm glad we could commiserate over the mute button together. But this has been just wonderful, getting an opportunity to learn a little bit more about Omega Mind. Really, it's challenged me in a lot of ways to think about how I do my day in, day out. So really just appreciate the conversation. And thanks so much for being with here with us here today. <laughs> thanks, Allison. We really appreciate it. Yeah, likewise, Kathleen and Rachel. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and share a little bit more about Omega Minds. Thanks for the time. So Allison had some really great insights, and I'm not going to steal all of your insights because I know what you're going to talk about, Rachel, but I really liked that culture and having fun was really important. And we, we hear about that a lot. A lot of people talk about it, but they really did have some interesting strategies how to listen to that. Rachel, what did you find interesting? Well, so much fun, I think, is definitely the key word there, but I just really loved the approach and taking the art of recruiting beyond just interviewing and selecting someone for a role, but really looking at it like a matchmaker, understanding what is the motivation? Is this person a good cultural fit? Or not only are they going to survive, but really are they going to thrive? And just loved the approach of saying, hey, let's talk, let's talk about several jobs. Let's interview for several jobs and let's do the right thing rather than just the quick thing. So I thought it was just fantastic. I really appreciated learning from Allison and just what she had to share about Omega Mind. Thanks so much to all of our friends for coming today. And I think we would both like to give you a virtual high five for spending some time with us this afternoon. You made it all the way to the end. Yes, you did. And you and you and you all made it to the end. And we so appreciate you spending some time with us. Not only do we appreciate that, but we would sure appreciate it if you would go out there, subscribe, rate, and review our show. Thanks so much, y'all, and have a good one.